the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am the samurai. You are the warrior. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're learning, where we're uh, entrenching ourselves, if you will, to live our lives like they matter. Because it's the only one we got. And there's no greater cause in life than to live your life like it matters. And when you're living it for the cause that is called you, uh, that's the whole purpose you were created. You know, so many people want to know why, God. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Why do I, um, I go through such trauma? Why do I go through such trauma? Do you love me? Do I have value? And if you don't ever question God, if you don't ever ask those things, might I suggest... Not that you're a redneck, but you're lost <laughs> because, uh, man, in this dark, dark world, we need that, that guiding light. And that's what this radio show I want it to be. You know, I do my intensive two-and-a-half-day trainings where I trans, uh, transform people's lives. I create an environment, I should say, uh, where people become willing and God is able uh, and people change their lives. And then I have this daily radio show. An uh, hour of power that I do on a regular basis, Monday through Friday. And actually, you'll, you'll listen to it there in Minneapolis, St. Paul on Saturday as well. Uh, and that is to keep it going, uh, to feed you in between. You know, it's kind of like Wednesday's church service. You know, if you just go on Sundays, that's a, you know, seven days in between. is hard to keep it going. But if you can plug something right there in the middle on a Wednesday night, uh, that kind of carries you over through the rest of the week. Same thing for the radio show. When people come by my training, and you can read about it at likeitmatters.net, they're on fire. Uh, they're like born again. And I don't mean in a religious sense, in a life sense. Uh, they have hope. Their thinking has been cleared up. Uh, their heart's been resuscitated. Uh, their eyes are up off the ground. They're looking forward. Uh, they've uh, uh, been delivered from some of the stuff from the past, whether it be spiritual, psychological, or mental. Uh, and they're ready to live their life like it matters. But I want you to know something. My class is a pattern. Yep. I can tell you exactly when we're going to start. I can tell you exactly when we're going to finish. Now, not each segment, but I can tell you we're going to have a meeting at 5 p.m. on Thursday, March 31st, right there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, at our Embassy Suites Hotel. And I can tell you this right now at 3.30 on Saturday, we're going to swing open those doors for the public to come in for a public graduation, and there'll be 50 to 100 people there. And I can tell you that by 5 o'clock, uh, we're going to be done with graduation out that door. Now, I can't tell you what time we're going to be done Thursday night slash Friday morning. I can't tell you what time we're going to be done Friday night slash Saturday morning. I can't tell you what time we're going to be done before dinner. But what I can tell you is everybody that goes to my class does the same exact activities. Did you hear that? Yep. 
they do the same exact activities. Now, my narrative is different. The way I tie it together is different. The people in the class are different. What's going on in the world is different. My mindset, my heart, where I'm at in life, my own struggles with my wife or with my life, all that's different. And so no two classes are ever the same. But know this, that the pattern for the class is identical. I don't need to look at my manual. Even those that have been through my training will have pray for us as we go through another class, take another class through it. They know exactly what we're doing when we're doing it because it's a pattern. And see, that's what I want to talk about today. There are patterns all around us. But I'm not going to call them patterns today. I'm going to call them something else. Let's call them what they really are. Let's call them uh, common sense. Let's uh, call them logic. Let's call them uh, clear vision. Let's call them the way things play out. You see, in in the pandemic-focused, fear-based, postmodern America that we find ourselves in, the mantra of follow the science echoes throughout all social circles. And think about it. I, I like to go to words. I'm an etymologist by trade, and I always like to put a little pun in here. I'm not entomologist. I'm not into bugs. I don't like bugs. My cats like bugs. Yeah. I chase them and they need them, right? I'm an etymologist. Drop the N. That means the study of words, the meaning of words, the application of words. So science If you're going to tell people to follow the science, I guess you should kind of know what science means, eh? Don't mess with me when it comes to words. Yeah, because she knows words. She's been saying them for 200 years, so she knows words well. Science is defined as the pursuit and application. Listen, science is defined as the pursuit and application. Let me say that one more time. Science is defined as the pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following, listen carefully, a systematic methodology based on evidence. You know what science does? Science teaches us to question things. Science is all about repeatable patterns. How many times did Sir, uh, what is it, uh, Newton, Isaac Newton, how many times did an apple have to fall out of a tree for him to realize the law of gravity, Right? I wonder how many times. See, there's a good book that says, without a vision, people perish. Might we call those patterns vision? See, consider, without the ability to see how things play out in our, quote, patterns, we're doomed to mediocrity. We're doomed to strife. We're doomed to confusion. And today on the Hour of Power, we want to unpack, you know, change the approach. And what I mean by change the approach, it's that smart dude. You remember him. His name's Einstein. And he liked words too. And he told us this one word called called insanity. And he wanted to define it for us. Because he's a scientist. And we're supposed to follow the science, right? And so the scientists want you to know what the opposite of following the science is. And he said this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. Expecting different results. That's just crazy. I mean, we were energy uh, independent 14 months ago. We had the best economy ever two years ago. We had four years of the media lying to you, telling you that there was collusion between 
uh, the Republican Party and, the Dem- and uh, Russia. No, we know it was the Democratic Party. And by the way, the Democratic Party's colluding right now with Russia. Why don't you look at who's funding all the anti-fossil um, fuel movement? It's, it's Russia's funding all these liberal groups. Why don't you sue all these Green Earth people? Guess who's funding it? Russia. I do so all not these liberal organizations yeah, uh, are getting money from Russia to destroy our energy sector so that Russia can be the number one exporter of oil and so that Russia can slaughter babies and children when they want to take over a country. But we keep sending them money. See, it's like a recipe. I'm a great cook, ladies and gentlemen. I'm an incredible cook. I cook for people all the time chili, spaghetti, homemade chicken noodle soup, and I make everything from scratch. And 90% of the time, what I eat, you would pay for. 90% of the time, what you eat, you will gasp. 90% of the time, what you eat will give you... No, I won't say that. We're, we're a family audience. <laughs> right? It's all so good. But anybody notice the pattern I'm saying? I keep saying 90% because here's the problem. I cook instinctively. I cook kinesthetically. I feel myself around the kitchen just like I feel myself around life. I feel it out. And then I move according to that. And so I never measure anything. I can't give you a recipe. I can tell you what I put in something, but I can't give you a recipe because I never measure. And because I never measure, I consciously think I'm always putting the same amount in. But un- unconsciously, I'm changing it. And so every once in a while, I'll buy it in something that 90% of the time is incredible. Die for. You would pay premium dollars for that tastes like garbage. Gross. And it's disgusting. Gross. And you got to throw it away. Why? Because of the recipes in our lives that we call patterns. And you got to get this right now. The reason you're getting what you're getting right now is because of what you're doing right now. And so this is where the definition of insanity comes in. If you don't like what you're getting, then change what you're doing. As you change what you're doing, you change what you're getting. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about change the approach. And we'll be right back. Boris Badenov, world champion of Gutnik, at your service. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
As a former congressman and the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Go get him. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I am back. And I'm coming back to Minneapolis. You ready for that? Uh, Black is back. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, March 31st through April 2nd. Um, I'm still wondering if my producer will be in the in the class, but I don't know. We'll all, all will be known in due time. But uh, <laughs> man, come on out with us, man. You want to change your life? Well, the the malaise of the last two plus years, uh, the fear, the loss of hope, the loss of belief, uh, the relationship loss, the the weight uh, gain and muscle loss. Uh, man, you want to get some stuff back? Come back to my class. Go to likeitmatters.net. I think we got about six spots left. Uh, Give me a phenomenal class. After that, I'll be back in Dallas April 21st through 23rd. And, man, you will learn more about yourself in two and a half days, I promise you, than you can learn about yourself in years outside this process. Right? It's all about following the science, right? Science is a pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence. Scientific methodology includes the following. Objective observations, right? Can you see? Do you have eyes to see? Evidence, right? Evidence demands a verdict. Experiment and or observations as benchmarks for testing hypothesis. I believe it's going to play out this way. And then you follow the pattern. Does it play out that way? Induction. Reasoning to establish general rules or conclusion drawn from facts. Drawn from facts or from examples. Repetition. See, it's a big one in science. Science needs repetition. Without repetition, there is no science. That's what makes science science. They can say this is the law because this happens all the time, or this happens almost all the time. Critical analysis. 
verification and testing critical exposure scrutiny. See, all that we lack in our lives today. When was the last time you questioned yourself? When was the last time you challenged yourself? We're not even allowed to challenge our government anymore. If you not group think, you get thrown in uh, Facebook jail. If you think outside the norm, like the world wants you to think, like the media wants you to think, like the Democrats want you to think, you're ostracized. Can you believe that? That's what they used to do in the day of Salem, the witches. That's what they used to do the uh, uh, the great uh, when we got the Muslims were killing the Catholics and the Catholics were killing the Muslims and the Christians were killing the Jews and the Jews were just running for their life to be left alone, right? This is what we do, ladies and gentlemen, and you got to understand the patterns. That is life. I mean, epidemiology. Epidemiology is the method used to find the causes of health outcomes and diseases in the population. In epidemiology, the patient is the community and individuals are viewed collectively. See, this is what I do on my tra- in this class, on this radio show in my class. I teach you how you work individually. Because what is society? What is community? What is a city? What is a country? It is nothing more than a collective group of people. And so just like people work a certain way, collectively groups of people work a certain way. And then understanding the patterns of how that happens. By definition, epidemiology is a study, scientific, systematic, and data-driven of the distribution, which means frequency or pattern, and determinants, causes, risk factors of health-related states and events, not just diseases. See, there, there are patterns. Great book I talk about all the time, Charles Duhigg, The Power of Habit. And it basically says a habit has three pieces to it. It has a cue, or you might call it trigger, something that gets you on the path. And then you run a program, what he calls a routine, and there's always a reward. Now, you might think a reward is positive. Believe it or not, because we're so screwed up psychologically, a lot of rewards aren't positive. They on the If you look at them on the outside, you go, well, how's that a reward? Because we all wear a hat that says, what's in it for me? And a victim gets value for being a victim. You got to get this. They do. You get value. Today, we live in a victim culture, right? I mean, you get your DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim you are. Why? Because you get free stuff. Because you get pity. Because they lower the bar for you. Because you don't have to work so hard. Because you no longer have standards. One of the ways so you get street cred is victimhood. And he's absolutely right. Brit Hume, I like Brit Hume. See, habit loops help by providing a framework for understanding your habits. As, ready for this? Patterns of behavior. There's that word again, patterns. It's hard to break a habit uh, if your understanding of it is this is just something I do. See, this goes back to the logical levels. This is why I teach you science. This is why I teach uh, the logical levels. This is why I teach cognitive behavioral therapy. This is why I talk about logotherapy and emotional intelligence because these are defined patterns. And the logical levels are so important because that is how we store data. We store belief systems. And when you understand that the belief systems in the level above have more power, more effect than the ones you're in now, that's an interesting pattern. And remember, there's six levels. There's environment, there's behavior, there's capabilities, there's beliefs and values, there's identity, and there's spirit. From the psychological point of view, there seems to be six levels that human beings work with, and this is the logical levels. The basic level is our environment. 
That's where we find ourselves in, our external constraints. And this is important because we are a community of 300 trillion cells all driven by our environment. It's a study of epigenetics. Look up biology of belief. Look up uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf's work of um, who shut off my brain, turn on your brain, and then there's another one, the best you or something like that. So you got to understand our environment dictates everything. Uh, 66% of people have fingerprint patterns that are called loops. The reason why that matters, one of the qualities of a loop is they are affected. In other words, you could have a good person in a bad environment. Guess how they're going to act? They're going to act bad because they're going to be affected by their environment. You can see a bad person and put them in a good environment, and if they're effective, guess what? They're going to act good. Look at our churches. The devil shows up every Sunday, the Bible says, in our pews, every Saturday in our pews. Sometimes he's preaching, right? And there's a lot of good people being used by the devil in things called churches. I'm just telling you right now, the church was stuck. Uh, and then when the when the government joined the church in the fourth century with Constantine, uh, that's what the devil always does. When the devil can't defeat the church from without, he joins it, and he does it from within. And welcome to today's American church. Our environment is critical. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair, and you can tell the quality of who he is by where he hangs out. The basic level is your environment, your external constraints. Now, you operate on that environment through your behavior. Through your behavior. But you got to get this. Behavior is a choice. Some of you choose by not choosing. And guess what? At any time, you can choose different. That's why I say be careful what you attach to your identity. It's a lot easier to change what you do, your behavior, which is the second level in the logical levels, than it is to change who you are, your identity, which is the fifth of the six levels. So you operate on the environment through your behavior. Now, your behavior is guided by your mental maps. They're called strategies. These are your capabilities. See how it all ties together? Uh, What you think you're capable of. Why does it matter? Because what you think you're capable of will dictate what you do and how you do it. Remember Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. And these people are box checkers. If you don't believe in what you're doing, you don't believe you're capable in doing what you're doing, then guess what? You're probably going to do it half arsed, arsed, or should I say really what it is, half-hearted. My dad used to call it half donkey, right? But it really has nothing to do with my derriere. It has to do with my heart. Box checkers are people who are half-hearted, have one foot in, one foot out, never sell out, never totally commit, keep themselves safe, cover their butts, you know, CYA. So once we take a look at our capabilities, you got to realize that these capabilities, I told you, are organized by what? Our belief systems. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. In my weakness, his strength is perfected. I must decrease so that he can increase. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. For we are God's workmanship, masterpiece, created in advance for good works for us to walk through. Don't you see it? Those are things that are just in my head. Those are in my head. Why? Because I have to program myself with these belief systems and values. See, that's what those are. Those are belief systems. I'm a man of God. I, my, my worldview is biblical. Beliefs are organized by identity. I'm a child of God. I'm a warrior for the Most High. I'm a prince in the kingdom of God. I am a conduit that I can be blessed so that others can be blessed. I'm a leader. People are looking for someone to follow. And by the grace of God, Dale Valente, I pray it's me.
because I'm going to the, to the foot of the cross. See, those are beliefs. And everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And then from that, your identity derives its essential meaning from spirit. Why are you here? So that's why you got to be careful what you attach to your identity. And right now, when we attach to our identity that people are broken, people are flawed, uh, people are uh, delusional, people are uh, intransigent, people are uh, homophobic, people are racist. Don't you see why the first move when someone wants to shut down a conservative is to call them a racist? Because if they can shut them up, if they can attach that to their identity, then you're not going to listen to them. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to be careful what we attach to our identity. Who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? What is the recipe for the life that you're creating right now? It's important. The recipe is everything. Because you've got to gather all the ingredients together so that they're close at hand. You've got to clean cloth and wipe the bowl clean of any lingering dust from the past. You've got to take maturity, respect, and friendship and stir it together gently. Add unlimited amounts of compassion and kindness and mix well. To this, add caring by the handfuls and fold in trust. Continue stirring gently, adding listening, adding honesty, and large amounts of communication. Slip in some dreams, some goals, and firm pieces of keeping promises. Bake in a home filled with peace, beauty, serenity. And before you taste the finished product, sprinkle literally with patience, love, and a touch of spice. Serve very hot with imagination on the side. I am black, and that's the recipe I'm dishing up today. We'll be right back. Shut up. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. What if most of what we've assumed about human existence was outdated and in need of reevaluation? What if atheism was put to rest for good? In his latest book, Eric Metaxas presents The Unraveling of Atheism with astonishing new findings and science-backed arguments. Discoveries so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Join us for Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas. Thursday, the 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. It'll even make the most staunch atheists reconsider their beliefs. His biblical discernment and sharp logic will make this faith-affirming event come to life. Not to mention the entertaining wit and enthusiasm you've come to expect from Eric Metaxas. Invite some friends from church and an open-minded atheist and reserve your seats today at freedom1570.com. Freedom1570.com. Supported by GTS HVAC. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. 
life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Always bet on black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we are talking about changing the approach. You know, our life is a bunch of patterns. Uh, and unless you can identify those patterns, then you don't know what you're getting and why you're getting it. See, I do a lot of work with patterns because the key to life is to identify the patterns. And what do you think religion is? Religion is man's attempt to figure out God's patterns. And why do you think God doesn't use patterns a lot? Because he doesn't want his followers to just check in the box, just to mail it in. See, God doesn't want you to be Joe Biden. See, Joe Biden's a mail-it-in president. He never campaigned. Uh, he had good operatives on the ground that were in the um, election offices. I mean, right? Uh, Zuckerberg paid half a billion dollars to Not the Democratic joke. operatives into the into the elections offices. Why? So they can do all their work on the government dime. And so they could do all the proper stuff, get all mail-in ballots, do all this stuff. And so they mailed out millions of extra mail-in ballots, which is why the pandemic had to happen. Uh, so that way they can mail out ballots. And then the states changed the rules uh, so that you didn't have to have a verification. You didn't have a signature. You didn't have to have a witness. None of that mattered. As long as you had a ballot that had Joe Biden's name, Mark, you counted it. It didn't matter if it was verified. It didn't matter if it was signature, whatever. Why do you think they got some, something like supposedly 81 million votes? Uh, I'm telling you, it's stunning. It's stunning. And so he's a mail-in president. He mailed in the campaign. And now he doesn't have to work hard. He's got a media, just like Russia has their media, state-run media. I mean, our media is so appalled that Russia's media uh, is, is putting out their crap propaganda. Our media does the same thing. See, this is where we're so easy to judge someone else. We're so wrapped up uh, in the splinter in everybody else's eyes uh, that we can't see the plank in our own eye, America. All the stuff that we're, we're claiming Russia does, we're doing as well. We're expanding. We bomb countries all the time. Uh, we have a state-run media. We attack our political opponents. Look, to this day, you'll read more in most papers about Donald Trump than you will Joe Biden. Why? Because the media knows that they made you hate Donald Trump. So the more that they can bring at Trump and hate Trump, the less buyer's remorse you'll have, and the more you'll think, hey, even though Biden's a screw-up, hey, he's not Donald Trump. That's what they programmed you to do. That's why some of you have actually said that. And you're just a puppet. You can't even think for yourself. You're doing exactly what you've been programmed to think and say. And this is why I do this show. You've got to understand the patterns. It's like a recipe. If you follow a recipe to the T, uh, you'll have the same thing every time. If you change it a little bit different, you get something different every time. This is why we're supposed to learn from our past. 
Because we don't learn from our past, it's destined to duplicate itself. But it's like a recipe, and you're making your life into this recipe. Uh, I got this thing from Bryce uh, Courtney. says, uh, take one dream. It says, take one dream. Dream it in detail. Put it into your own hands. See its final outcome clearly in your mind. Then mix it with a little effort and add a generous portion of ambition. Stir briskly with confidence until the mixture becomes clear, the doubt separated from the resolution. Then bake at an even temperature in a moderate mind until the dream rises and is firm to the touch. Decorate with individuality. Cut into generous portions and serve with justifiable pride. Approached in this manner, life is a piece of cake. See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to break things down. You know the old saying, yard by yard, life is hard. Inch by inch, life is a cinch. And we've all heard this one. What's the best way to eat an elephant? Well, that's easy. One bite at a time. <laughs> and in NLP, they call it chunking it down, breaking it down systematically. We are creatures of habit. And whenever you're working with patterns, you got to understand a couple things. Number one, first of all, you got to identify the pattern. Awareness is always the first beginning in everything. You've got to become aware. What is the pattern? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? Can I tell you? Because you've done it before. We are creatures of habit. We work on autopilot. We were made that way. We only use about 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. For someone who's self-actualized like me, the number could get as high as 12%. And even our daddy. Our daddy gave us a pattern. See, God knows us. He's our creator. He tells us the most, I think the number one commandment in the Bible is do not fear. It has nothing to do with drugs or alcohol or sex, although those are things you should avoid if at all possible, uh, except in healthy, healthy doses, healthy ways, right? So he, he, he tells us, he gives us a pattern. Uh, and it, you might know it uh, as the Sermon on the Mount, right? It's the greatest sermon ever delivered in Matthew 5 through 6, or 5 through 7, sorry, 5 through 7. And he begins it at the beginning when he says, blessed. You know what blessed is? Blessed is Makarios. There was an island uh, in the ancient of days that uh, Makarios said it was the perfect island, everything you ever wanted. Uh, it was like an island paradise, tropical paradise. You wanted for naught, everything you wanted, everything you desired, everything. That's where the word blessed comes from. That's what blessed uh, Think of the word blessed. It all depends on where you put the uh, the accent, right? Right. So let me read you what uh, what is it? Verse one through twelve in the Message Bible says, because this is God's telling you the recipe. Here's the pattern, and so the message says it this way: When Jesus saw his ministry uh, drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. And this is what he said. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more God in his role. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourself cared for. That's good. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. 
then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit God. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even. For though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you're in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this type of trouble. And so if you think about it, they're called the Beatitudes. And these are the attitudes to be. Now, please hear this. This is not what you do to become a Christian. You can't do anything to become a Christian except humble yourself, fall on your face, fall on your knees and say, God, I can't do it. I've messed this puppy up. I turn over my life to you. I don't know what it means to follow you, Lord and Savior, but I'm ready. Jesus, take the reins of my life. I accept the paid price of your shed blood, and I walk in that, and I look for you to guide me for the rest of my life. And I ask this in Jesus' holy, precious name. See, you don't do these things to become a Christian. When there's an inside change and you became a Christian, when God has changed you, this is what comes on the outside. But that's why it's inside out change. That's why when Jesus was talking to um, John 3, uh, Nicodemus, I think it was, and Nicodemus said, what what, what should I do uh, to be born again? He said, that's easy. You must, uh, I mean, to enter the kingdom of God. He said, that's easy. You must be born again. Of You were born once of water, now of spirit. Why? Because it's inside out change. If you really have a change of spirit, then everything else can change. Remember the logical levels? This is where I told you. This goes back to the logical levels. Remember, there's six levels. And change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. So two key things about, actually three key things about the logical levels. Number one, it's easier to change things at the bottom versus top. Number two, change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. And number three, you can't change an issue at the same level it's created at. You have to go to the level above it. So remember, let me remind you what the six levels are from top to bottom. See this in your head. Write it down if you need to. Top one is spirit. Below that's identity. Below that's beliefs and values. Below that's capabilities. Below that's behavior. And below that's environment. Now let me remind you of the three key points when you're dealing with the logical levels. And by the way, if you're going to Google or search this, Robert Diltz, D-I-L-T-S, and again, for the longest time, they only had five. They stopped at identity. But they re- realized that there's something above man. Even though they don't believe in God, they realize there's something bigger than man. And so for us, those of us that are intelligent enough, that have been blessed, that have been called, uh, called out ones, we know that's Jehovah, that's Yahweh, that's Adonai, that's El Shaddai, that's Elo- Elohim, right? That's God. So a couple points to remember. Now you see the level. It's easier to change things than the bottom versus top. Change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. Why does this matter? Because our belief system. So take a look at level four, right, is beliefs and values. Did you see the survey? Democrats don't believe America is worth defending if invaded. Do you see that? If invaded, because look what Ukraine standing tall, teachers, women, children, all taking up arms for their values. What a great country. It's how America used to be. And today the poll said only 40% of Democrats would stay and fight. 70% of Republicans would. So see, this is the problem. 
This is why what you do, you got to be careful what you attach your identity. Right now, people are being taught, if you're black, you're a victim. Now, we've all been victimized. The Jews have been victimized more than anybody else, and they're the most successful people in the world. But please hear this. If you're a victim, you act like a victim. That's identity. We play it out. I am. But if you've been victimized at your behavior, you don't attach it to your identity. Again, if my son lies to me, I don't attach it to his identity and call him a liar. I say, Christian, you lied to me. That's called behavior. You're better than that. Don't do that. See, I built up his identity, and I addressed the behavior. In HR, human relations, human resources, we say criticize the behavior, not the person, and build up the person, not the behavior. Why? Because these are patterns. That's why. And the logical level show you the patterns. And if we're teaching everybody that America's evil, if we're teaching black people that America hates it, Stop it. when it comes down to defending this country, why would they fight? Why wouldn't they run to the enemy? Why wouldn't they run out the door? Because everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. You must understand that pattern, leaders. Huh? Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Who's on your team? Who have you surrounded yourself with to help build and maintain your forever after? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will discuss one of the most important decisions you make when it comes to your money and retirement. The advisor you choose. The stakes are high, like only the rest of your life high, so you don't want to miss this one. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570. Or call them now at 855-231-6010. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. 
change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. I'm beginning to smell a big fat commie rat. Commence firing. Fire at will. What would a radio show be without a little Pee Wee Herman, right? Uh, I am black, and you're back. You know why you're back? Because this radio show is a pattern. Because at I start up, uh, top of the hour at, tw- at 11 o'clock, we have news and station identification for five minutes. And then I come on after that five minutes, 11.05, there I am. And at 15 after, we take a hard break. John starts playing music 30 seconds before I'm done. And if I keep talking, you know what John's going to do? That SOB, he's going to cut me off. You know why? Because he has no choice. Because his boss, Salem, says we're going to commercial break. John doesn't get to decide because it's a pattern. Get out! That's right. That's what he says to me. He does. You can't hear this. I got to talk back in my ear, man. He talks trash to me all the time. But you guys don't hear that. But I can handle him. I can handle it. And then guess what? At 30 minutes after the hour... John's going to do the same thing. How dare him? He's going to cut me right off at 11.29.59. Can you believe him? Why? Because it's a pattern. And you know what? I know you're not going to believe this, but at 45 after, he's going to do it again. I can't believe I pay him money. Yeah. And then you know what? At 11.58.58, he's going to stop me from talking. You know, I don't know what I ever did to John. You know, I'm friendly to him. You know, I sent him gifts on Christmas for his birthday. No, I don't. I don't actually do that, but I pretend I do. Right? You see, I mean, you're saying, Black, why are you being so silly? Because we're being silly. We do things in our lives, and then we blame other people for the consequences. We press the go button, and then we get mad that our car's moving. But yet we're the one pressing the button. We trash talk ourselves. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day, and we have all this stinking thinking, and we wonder why we have no drive. We wonder why we're sad. We wonder why we're depressed. The media tells you for four years that Donald Trump is a spy, that he's a loser, that he wasn't officially elected, that he's corrupt. Four years, over and over and over. And then we get all the top secret stuff released, and then we find out Durham has a probe, and it was all lie. It was all set up by the Democratic Party. They actually broke into his system to make it look like he was searching Russian stuff. That's what these guys are being arrested for now, being indicted for now. But you'll never hear it on CNN. You'll never hear it on MSNBC. Why? Because all you sheeple out there that listened to their lies for four years, they got you to hate, despise Donald Trump enough to put Joe Biden in the White House. They don't want you to know the truth. Because they know the truth has nothing to do with it. That's why Obama said, just shut up. That's what Obama said. Because the truth has nothing to do with it. You'll believe what I want you to believe. You'll believe what I tell you to believe. And whether you like that or not, that's the hard reality. Put your big boy pants on. Pick your big girl pants on. And what you got to realize, if you don't like it, then do something different. That's why I tell stories. Because they're m- multiple dimensional abacus of meaning. That's why the camel's nose. What's going on in America, it's been going on for a couple hundred years. Really big over the last 60 years. It's called the camel's nose. One cold night, as an Arab sat in his tent, a camel gently thrust his nose under a flap and looked in. Master, he said, let me put my nose in your tent. It's cold and stormy out here. By all means, said the Arab, and welcome, as he turned over 
and fell back to sleep. A little while later, the Arab was again awoken to find that the camel had not only put his nose in the tent, but his head and neck also. The camel, who had been turning his head from side to side, said, I will take but little more room if I place my forelegs within the tent. It is difficult standing out here. Yes, 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 you may put your forelegs within, said the Arab, moving over a little to make room for the camel's forelegs, for the tent was very, very small. Finally, the camel said, may I not stand wholly inside? I keep the tent open by standing as I do. Yes, yes, said the Arab. Come wholly inside. Perhaps it will be better for both of us. Maybe I can get some sleep then. So the camel crowded in. The Arab, with difficulty in the crowded quarters, again went to sleep. When he woke up the next time, he was outside in the cold, and the camel had the tent to himself. Oh, we don't play that. Yes, I got this from Piff.com, and I really like how he broke it down. He broke it down this way. He said, the camel's nose is a metaphor used to describe a situation where a small, slightly unacceptable situation is permitted, thereby opening the door for continual worsening until it eventually slides into an out-of-control and undesirable situation. Welcome to the Joe Biden presidency. Other expressions of the same ilk include, give them an inch and they'll take a mile. The domino effect. How about this one, slippery slope. Now, it does go on to say camel's nose is very similar to a boiling frog, but they are different. Camel's nose refers to small liberties given way to gradual worsening situation, which is what we, where we're at in America. Boiling frog is allowing something to happen slowly enough so the impact isn't noticed at all. And by the way, this is also what's happening in America. Our schools have been indoctrinating for 60 years. I'll just go back to when we kicked the Bible out of schools. That's what it's going on. See, in the magnificent musical My Fair Lady, Eliza Doolittle is a poor girl with a ghastly accent and terrible grasp of the English language who sells flowers on the streets for a living. She meets Henry Higgins, a professor of phonetics, who makes a bet with a man named Colonel Pickering that he can turn the rough Eliza into a high society lady of proper behavior. See, remember we talked about this in the logical levels, identity versus behavior. You change the behavior, you criticize the behavior, but you build up the person. Pay attention. During the next six months, Professor Higgins wants to teach Eliza how to speak and how to act. Remember, this is behavior. But his teaching style is abrasive. He yells and insults her, calling her infantile, brainless, wretched, and a presumptuous insect. In contrast, it's true. (laughs) It is true. In contrast, Colonel Pickering, who's present during the lessons, treats Eliza with kindness, with compassion, with politeness, and respect. He expects the best irrespective of her background. This is the two standards in America Day. Eventually, Eliza nails it. She becomes a lady admired by all, including the king and queen. Of course, Professor Higgins takes the credit for the transformation. But as Eliza explains, the credit actually belongs to Colonel Pickering. You see, quote, the difference between a lady and a flower girl is not how she behaves, but how she's treated. I shall always be a flower girl to Professor Higgins because he always treats me as a flower girl and always will. But I know I shall always be a lady to Colonel Pickering because he always treats me as a lady and always will. 
That story is a famous example of the Pygmalion effect, which means people's attitudes are often influenced by what their leader or teacher expects. If a leader or teacher truly believes that every employee and student can be brilliant, then empirical research demonstrates that chances of behavioral change are substantially higher. Might I tell you why? Because who you are dictates what you do. See, there's the logical levels. That's why you got to be careful about what you attach to your identity. This is why CRT, this is why Black Lives Matter are so dangerous. They are destroying the black community. They are lowering every standard, every bar. You see a lot of angry black people out there. A lot of people, I mean, I can't believe how many black people that are openly racist. Because it's preferred, it's preferential, it's told, it's, it's acceptable to be racist today. As long as you're racist against white people. And, and again, you got to realize that pattern is going to cause destruction. Dr. King saw it. Dr. King said you cannot drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that. You cannot drive out a darkness with darkness. Only light can do that. And I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot drive out racism with racism. Only understanding can do that. Dr. Scott Peck once said that America had become a people of lie. His point was that our nation's establishment, our leaders in government, media, education, along with the horde of mindless lemmings who parrot their every decree, have lied so often to others and even to themselves that they can't come to deliver their own deception. They believe their own deception. You know that as a, a habitual liar, they start believing their own lies and they can pass the lie detector test. The central defect of the evil, he said, is not the sin, but the refusal to acknowledge it. He went on to say, quote, lies are now what defines us. While usually subtle, our deception is remarkably consistent. That is because we have crossed over the line. We are characterized by our absolute refusal to tolerate the sense of our own sinfulness. Our goodness is all on a level of pretense. It is, in effect, a lie. Actually, the lie is designed not so much to deceive others as to deceive ourselves. We lie only when we are attempting to cover up something we know to be illicit. And we tell ourselves all kinds of terrible lies that cause eating disorders, that cause suicide, that cause people to cut themselves, self-sabotage, killing someone who offended us, who cut us off on the road, who deserves, uh, it's just sad. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go from the inside out. You got to deal with your thinking. You got to understand the patterns. Go to likeitmatters.net and let me help you do both. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I do not want to believe that. It's true. It's true. Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Scott. I teach Bible and social studies at Heritage Christian Academy. It is wonderful to know and hear the stories from founding families that had the vision to begin this school 40 years ago. God's providence is a testimony to his everlasting vision and plan for his people There is no doubt God has been preparing me for this teaching position at Heritage Christian Academy throughout my life. From my experience in corporate America to the many years of teaching and training between church and work, I can look back at how God has been preparing me for my place at HCA. It's been quite the journey. It is one of my greatest joys to teach the students at Heritage Christian Academy. 
For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.